is up what is up what is up everybody welcome to the black box the show where we unpack unbox and unwrap everything black i'm your girl big c hey y'all how y'all doing today i know i already know y'all about to get on me big c you late it's tuesday we was waiting for you i know i know y'all i had some technical difficulties a few personal problems but you know we back on track i could not leave y'all hanging i could not leave my black box fam in the dark i just couldn't do it i couldn't do it so i'm back y'all on a tuesday but we're gonna treat it like it's a monday because we're gonna get right into it with the kiki with cc but before we do that how was everybody's weekend how was everybody's monday i hope everybody had a good prosperous healthy eventful fun weekend a positive weekend i hope everybody had an awesome weekend i did you know spent it with the fam per usual got a got a got some some shopping done you know got a lot done over the weekend so mine was pretty good i saw that a lot of sam houston state university grads graduated this past weekend so shout out to all the shsu grads eat them up cats i am an <laughs> an shsu alumna myself class of 19 hey but congrats to all the grads who graduated this past weekend y'all deserve it y'all know i know how hard it is that senior year y'all i never used to understand like when i was going through college i never used to understand why people be so stressed out their senior year but then when i got to my senior year i was like ah i understand baby you just ready to go at that point you're just ready to go you're ready to leave you're ready to be done with this the stress i trust i understood so for those of you who graduated, congratulations. Welcome to this grad life. It's real out here. Okay. Also, y'all, it's a new month. New month, new hustle. So whatever you feel you didn't accomplish in July, it's August now. Get it done. Start. Put some effort into it. You know, whatever it is that you wanted to do, whatever it is, that allows you to follow your dreams please do it y'all please do it there is no time like the present especially with this covid going on you never know what day is gonna be your last you never know what day you know you never know if you're gonna see tomorrow so please y'all use this time wisely and do what you want to do okay start a business start that business start that youtube start that um makeup a uh, business that you want to whatever it is whatever you aspire to do with your life to leave your mark on this earth with your god-given talent do it okay i know i'm supposed to give a positive note at the end but i just want to start y'all off with that it's the least i could do for being late you know what i'm saying it's the least i could do so without further ado y'all already know what time it is it's time for kiki with cc but we get the tea on these celebrities, child. It's a lot. It wasn't a lot. Some of it was good. Some of it was, you know, bad. Some, of, A lot of the tea that I have today was pretty much like updates. But, you know, we're going to get into it. So, let's get into this Kiki with CC. All right. Package number one, we have Megan Thee Stallion's emotional return to social media. As you know, I think it was a couple weeks ago, I reported that, you know, Megan Thee Stallion, she was in the hospital for uh, gunshot wounds to her feet. 
It turns out she had been shot by a longtime friend, but now ex-friend, Tori Lanes. In the foot, she had got shot in both of her feet. And she took a little break from social media, you know. She told us, you know, she gave us like a little snippet. But, you know, Megan is very prominent on social media. But she took a little time after the incident, like she should, to kind of focus and heal and recover and, you know, try to deal with all that trauma. Well, she made her return to social media and went live to give fans and supporters an update on her incident. She confirmed that she was shot in both of her feet, but thankfully um, the bullets didn't hit anything important to where she wouldn't be able to walk or, you know, it took months to recover or anything like that. So praise God for that. She did get emotional, though, when she was speaking on the situation, as she should, because... You know, just imagine, like, you spend time with somebody, you think you know somebody, you know, you're nothing but nice to that person, and then things go haywire in a matter of minutes. So, I can I can only imagine that, you know, it was a, a traumatic situation. And she also talked about not having, like, having both of her parents at the age of 25. You know, her dad passed away when she was 15, I believe, and, you know, she recently lost her mom. So I think it was a brain tumor or brain cancer. I'm not all the way sure, but she recently lost her mom. And if you are a Megan Thee Stallion fan, if you are a hottie like myself, you know that her and her mom were very close. Her mom was her manager. Like, wherever Megan was, her mom was. So she talked a little bit about that on the live. She said she really hasn't gotten over losing her mom and she felt that she was moving too fast and that and that she was giving her energy to a lot of people who weren't ready to reciprocate the energy she was given and so she put herself in a lot of situations that she herself didn't feel ready for so you know that's completely understandable we've all tried to do things or heal in different ways that might not have been the best for us but you live and you learn it's unfortunate that she had to learn this way you know to slow down and to take a minute but she said that's what she's doing she's taking time to heal she's taking time to grow she's taking time to focus on her and her only which is amazing so i hope she you know gets the healing that she needs and gets back to being the hot girl coach i I mean of course we all want her back as soon as possible but you know watching the live you could tell she's still a little shaken up she's still a little rattled about the situation as anybody would be but um she's still taking the time that she needs to take to get herself together so let's just keep her in our prayers y'all if you a pray if you're a prayer warrior like i am keep her in your prayers y'all and she also talked about the people making jokes about the situation you know about her situation you know 50 cent sister 50 he done made his comment or his joke or whatever drea said what she said on a podcast interview and uh the comedian the ig comedian just hilarious she made some little stupid dumb joke about it also so she addressed those people and she pretty much let them know like it's a lot of grown grown people she basically called them old it's a lot of grown grown people out here worried about what i got going on instead of worrying about their business hmm yeah that's what i thought crickets everybody since then i think besides just hilarious has apologized 50 cent he did like a little fake halfway apology Drea, I don't even know what Drea's doing anymore. Ever since she broke up with her little football man, Orlando Skandrick, I don't know what's been going on with Sue. I liked her better when she was making her little fine girl swimwear and minding her business. Because talking is just not for her.
and that's just on period but I digress so yes that's what's going on with miss megan let's continue to keep her in our prayers and hope that she get back to doing what she do best which is jumping on these beats and giving us these hits okay so next package to unwrap we have miss tamar braxton she has recently spoken out after her suicide hospitalization she just did i I call it a four-page letter because that address that she wrote or that she posted on her social media was long. But basically, in the letter, she just talked about how her how she's portrayed in the media and how that has had an effect on her mental state. She pretty much was saying, like, the person that you see on TV is very much not her. That's not how she is. That's not how she, you know hope that she would be portrayed to the world but you know producers of reality shows and things like of that nature they you know they do whatever they could do to get ratings so a personality like tamar you know she's a big personality she's boisterous she's loud she says what's on her mind she feels that they have flipped that into like a negative thing like she's nasty and she's messy and she's a gossiper things like that and she says that's very much not who she is and she's just tired of it she also talks about suffering mental illness and she says she is currently working on her healing and trying to get better and trying to get her life under control so she's portrayed the way that she wants to be portrayed now after she wrote us her little four-page letter she uh i think we tv or a report came out that we tv had dropped her from their contract with them because you know she's on you know braxton family values i think she had another show coming out or she has another show coming out with a hairstylist i forget what it's called but it's like when they go to um hairstylists who have messed up clients hair and the client either wants revenge or for the problem to be fixed something like that but i know she has a show on we tv like that i don't know if it's out yet or not but they said, you know, there was a report that she was dropped from WeTV. And Miss Tamar was like, I didn't get a call, a text, an email, a carrier pigeon. Like, nothing nothing came to my door and told me that I was dropped. She was like, and this is what I'm talking about. They do all this behind-the-scenes tomfoolery shenanigans. And don't, know, don't nobody ever want to say oh take come to tamar directly is what she's saying she's like so see i'm not over here being dramatic or being crazy like they're playing with my name Birdman, put some respect on my name i'll treat y'all okay so that's what's going on miss tamar so pray for her healing as well it's a lot of and it's so sad to see a lot of black women in the media healing because it's like we always healing from something whether it be from internal family friends outside forces work haters it's always something black women are healing from and it's sad to see you know two very strong women like megan and tamar having to go through trauma publicly you know it's like there's no privacy anymore in this day and age so especially for celebrities like celebrities are people too y'all i want y'all to realize that i know we talk about celebrities on here and i know we get into it and we kiki but you know realize celebrities are people too they go through things they desire privacy they desire all the same things we as regular people desire so it's just sad to see a lot of black women hurting in the media as a fellow melanated sister myself i don't like to see that so pray for miss tamar i will continue to pray for miss tamar and miss megan okay 
Next package we have to unbox, we have Arrogant Tay and Jonathan Wright. If you don't know who Arrogant Tay is, he is Ariana Fletcher's, which is G Herbo's baby mama and Moneybag Yo's current girlfriend. Um, that's her best friend. He does hair, but he's known for being Nicki Minaj's hairstylist. But he's done, like, Ari's hair. He's done Dream Doll's hair. I think he's done um, Jada's hair. You know, kind of like he does the IG baddies hair but his most famous client today i believe is Nicki minaj she's her hairstylist and everybody knows jonathan right he used to be megan's hairstylist but i don't know if she uses him anymore but jonathan he does a lot of celebrities like he's done oh who has he done besides Meg? he's just done a he's done a lot a lot of people a lot of famous people i think he's done toya i think he's done regine um unfortunately he's done bad baby but you know he's done a lot of celebrities hair but i think the one i know him for is megan i know he used to be megan's hairstyles but anyway tay had a lot to say about jonathan doing jeffree star's hair on the gram now if you don't know um this i think it was this past week um jeffree star posted on his instagram that Jonathan did his hair and he was, you know, flexing or whatever. And Tay was like, Tay made a comment underneath the post. He was like, not all money is good money. You know, pretty much insinuating like, we all know Jeffree Star is a racist. We all know Jeffree Star does not like black people, period. So I guess Tay was feeling the type of way like, how you gonna do this racist vampire's hair like why would you do that so he was like not all money is good money and jonathan very much was like uh over here it is 20k for a day i mean i'll do trump's hair if he willing to pay pretty much jonathan saying like he gonna do whatever for the bag and tay was like well you go ahead and do what you do we don't do that over here and jonathan very much was like okay that's you and i'm me period so i don't know how y'all feel about that me personally it's like Jonathan comes across as the type of person to do anything for a bag anyway. So like he said, if it was Trump's hair and Trump was willing to pay, he gonna do it. So a bag is a bag is a bag is a bag. But you know, Tay is very much about loyalty and you know, you don't turn your back on people who have been there too. You know, very much that. So little tiff between them. Now next package, Mr. Tay is also a part of. So we have Arrogant Tay and Miss Nicki Minaj. Now, like I said, Tay is Nicki's hairstylist after she let go of um, Tokyo Styles, I believe. Yes, that's the hairstylist name. Yes, Tokyo Styles. Um, after she let him, or sorry, excuse me, Tokyo Styles is, you know, a transgender woman. After Nicki let her go, she started using Tay for her hair. And, you know, the two, I don't know how close they are. Because, you know, Nicki Minaj, she doesn't really post friends or anything like that. It's all about her and Kenneth Child. So, apparently, they, you know, had a good relationship. More than just client and hairstylist or whatever. And there was a situation, you know, Nicki Minaj, this past Thursday, she dropped a new song with ASAP Ferg and Made in Tokyo. It's called Move Your Hips. I listened to it. It was a nice little nice little cute song i liked it i enjoy anything Nicki minaj does period say what you want i don't care <laughs> say what you want but she wanted to do some promo for the song so she wanted to drop a video and of course you know she needs the look she's pregnant she's on bed rest she was like at least my hair and my my makeup can be on point you know i can't can't go anywhere so 
you know, of course, she asked Tay, like, can he do the wig? I'm sure he said yes. But apparently, he canceled on her because he had a dentist appointment. And he was not willing to, like, ship the wig to her or do anything as far as her hair was concerned. He was just like, no, I got a dentist appointment. That's it. And she was like, okay, well, what am I going to do about my hair? He pretty much kind of left her to figure it out. So, what Miss Nikki did, she hit up another celebrity hairstylist by the name of Jonathan Wright. That's right. She used Jonathan Wright. And he did her wig. He slayed her wig for her promo video. A lot of people were not feeling it because, you know, it's not Tay's work. In my opinion, I do think Tay does better hair than Jonathan. Because, I don't know, Tay's hair just looks, you know, very melted into the scalp, very nice, like, clean. Like, it's always on point. Jonathan, it's like, he be on point, but sometimes I don't think he takes his time with all of his clients. I don't know. But she used Jonathan for her wig, for her promo, and Tay just was not here for it. He made a whole Instagram story, Instagram post about how he's not messing with uh, people who aren't loyal anymore. How he turned down jobs because he was loyal to this person. And, you know, this, that, and the third. Everybody pretty much knew who he was talking about. And so he was like, the next time that I do, um, if I get any more clients, you know, new clients, I'm gonna keep a strictly business, like, it's not gonna be no friendship or nothing outside of that, and I'm like, Tay, listen now, I know you and Nikki is cool or whatever, but she not one of, she not Ari, she not Ari, she not Dream Doll, she not Jada, You feel what I'm saying? It's a different, I just feel like it's a different caliber of professionalism that you have to have depending on your client. You know, and I'm sure her, I'm sure Nicki Minaj and Tay, they have a good rapport. Obviously, she was, you know, he was her hairstylist, like just point blank, period. He was her hairstylist. And so, I don't know, I just feel like he could have handled it differently. I feel like it should have just been a conversation between them two. Instead of letting the whole wide world know, like, oh, how you feel? I mean, it's nice for a little kiki, but, you know, at the end of the day, he pretty much just lost his most high-profile client. I'm sure he's going to get work after her because, you know, his work is good. But, you know, it's not cool to burn bridges like that, of that caliber. Because you never know. She's known for stopping bags. I'm not going to say that the bag stops are confirmed, but, you know. If she got a hand in, it's going to stop, period. So, he made a whole rant about that. And, I don't know, Miss Nikki just was like, you know what, let me just tell my side of the story. So, she said he canceled on her 48 hours before the promo video was supposed to drop. He refused to send her the wig. He, you know, wasn't, he just left her to fend for herself. She was just like, and that's not the first time he's done something like this. You know, he's canceled on her. When it was time to do something, plenty of times, and she just kind of let it go, sweeped it under the rug, because he was such a good hairstylist. But, you know, she was like, I'm not going to let you just sit here and try to ride the Nicki Minaj is a bad guy train, because we both know that's not true. So, that's where we left it off at that. Jonathan did the hair, did her wig for her promo video. My personal opinion, I feel like Tay would have slayed it better. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do. In 48 hours. At the point where she needed the wig, she said um, it was 24 hours when she contacted Jonathan. 
she said because i think she said nobody else was really you know ready and available but jonathan was so i mean as long as she got what she needed i feel like tay can't be too mad like you really want her to wait for you her hairstylist to send her a wig that she paid for with her money no no then you're gonna cancel 48 hours 48 hours 48 hours wow but that's that on that i don't know what the future holds for them i don't know i'm sure that nikki is done with the situation after he went on instagram and pretty much told everybody like this is what is you know bared his whole little heart so i don't know hopefully they can reconcile like megan and jonathan did but you know who knows people's pride get in the way whatever whatever but that's what's going on with them next package we have to unwrap is miss dasha polanco and her latin x tweets now if you don't know who dasha polanco is she was an orange is the new black star i haven't seen orange is the new black in so long i forgot what her name was on there but she played the latina prisoner her mom was in there too why can't I think of her name right now? I'm an Orange is the New Black fan. Hmm, I cannot think of her character name, but her character was, you know, she fell in love with one of the guards who had a pig leg, and she ended up getting pregnant by him, and it was a whole lot. Her character was, you know, a whole lot on Orange is the New Black, so she's a star on there. And after the Emmy nominations came out, oh, speaking of the Emmy nominations, congratulations to all the shows, the black shows, black characters, who got nominated for Emmys? I think this was the most uh, Emmy nominations that like African American people had gotten in a long time. I believe. I know Insecure got so, uh, got seven Emmy nominations. I believe. Um, one of them I know is for Outstanding Supporting Actress, and um, Yvonne Orji, who plays Molly, she's up for that. Um, Zendaya got an Emmy nomination. I think Euphoria got an Emmy nomination. Pose got an Emmy nomination. So congratulations to all those shows. That was a big, huge moment. Very much needed in these times. Very, It's finally, you know, time that they're recognized because... I'm sorry. They should have been recognized, in my opinion, because shows like Insecure, Pose, Euphoria, like, come on, people. Blackish, like, really? Should that have even been a question? But <laughs> we know how that goes. So, congratulations to all those shows, all those actors and actresses who are nominated. Issa Rae, I'm rooting for everybody black. Don't ask me, oh, who you're? Everybody black, period. Everybody black. But. After that announcement came out, Miss Dasha decided that, um, or I think she was replying to a tweet by another actor by the name of John Leguizamo. He's very well known, old actor. Um, he tweeted that, what about the Latin people? You know, what about the Latin roles who need to be nominated for Emmys, blah, blah, blah. And Miss Dasha was like, oh, well, it's up to us. I'm thinking she's speaking to the Latin community. It's up to us to fight for our equality because if we're not fighting for it, nobody else is going to fight for us. You know, uh, everybody's talking about diversity, but only their diversity as long as my people is good. And everybody was like, hold on, Miss Polanco. Hold up. 
because black people just can't have nothing. She claims that, you know, the Latinx community was snubbed. That's what she said. But then she made a video after she received a whole bunch of backlash. I didn't say I'm not snubbing anybody. I'm not shading anybody. Well, Miss Dasher, it sounds like shade. It sounds like hate also. So what's the problem? What's the problem? Jocelyn Hernandez, what's the problem? But she claimed she wasn't shading, she wasn't snubbing. She was just saying that it's up to us, to all of us. Now it's all of us. I didn't think she was talking to, you know, the black community. I figured she was talking to the Hispanic community. She's now saying it's up to all of us to make sure that all diversity opportunities are open to all um, minorities. And I was like, girl, you know what you're saying. You know what you said and you know what you meant, Miss Dasha Polanco. So don't don't act like that. And I was like, dang, black people just can't have nothing. Just can't have nothing to it. We all excited, raising the roof, hallelujah, you know, just excited for the Emmy nominations because, like, dang, about time. But no, no, somebody, somebody, somebody's always mad. But you know what? When we go, what is it? What did Michelle Obama say? When they go low, we go high. That's what we're going to do, Miss Dasha Polanco. So people just was not here for her tweet. And she went on to explain. And people just was like, ah, ah, ah. we don't care. You said what you said. Be quiet. So that's what's going on, Miss Dasha Polanco. I hope she knows now. If it ain't got nothing to do with you, don't speak on it. Okay. So, next package we have to unwrap is The Black is King and Miss No Name. Y'all, did y'all watch Black is King? <sighs> mm. Um, I'm gonna watch it again tonight because I should have been watched it like five times already. And I'm ashamed that I haven't. But it's definitely getting watched again tonight because, y'all, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Thoroughly enjoyed it. And I'm not just, like, big capping or whatever. Like, I really, really enjoyed it. Like, it was such a beautiful work of art, of artistry. Like, I thoroughly enjoyed it. My family thoroughly enjoyed it. So, as you know, Beyonce, on July 31st, Beyonce released her visual album for the Lion King soundtrack that she did. It was called Black is King. It was so beautiful. And, you know, a lot of it got a lot of praise, you know, from the black community. But Miss No Name, she, who is an artist, she's a singer slash rapper, I believe, she just was not here for it. She claimed that Beyonce was using African heritage, locations, fashions, um, in an exploitive way. Like, she was saying that she was capitalizing off of, you know, African culture, um, African, I think she said African culture, African heritage, something of that nature. And she was like, and Beyonce is not pouring any of that back into the community of Africa. Like, she's, you know, it's on Disney Plus. Disney Plus can't even stream in Africa. Or she's, she's like glorifying Africa as like this, you know, place where everything is just fine. And it's definitely not that way. And, you know, some people agreed with Miss No Name. Like, you know, oh, I agree. You know, Beyonce, hopefully Beyonce is doing this, this, and that for the community of Africa where the movie was shot. Or, you know, something of that nature. And other people was like, why y'all just can't appreciate the art for what it is? Why? 
Because if she would have been showing people in mud huts and in the ghetto, then it would have been, why is Africa always portrayed as poor when there's such a rich and diverse culture? Okay, Miss Beyonce gave us the rich and diverse culture. She gave us the royalty. She gave us the, oh God, don't do the African accents here. I'm sorry, y'all. I was about to, let me not take it to that level. She was about, she was, you know, giving... She was giving African beauty, African grace, African royalty, heritage. She was giving all of that in a positive light, in a glamorous light. Because there's more facets to Africa than, you know, oh, there's hungry children everywhere or child brides or things like that. There's much, there's a lot more to Africa or African culture that meets the eye. And I feel like Miss Beyonce very much portrayed that. So, I don't know if I agree with Miss No Name, but I feel it's a lose-lose situation. Because some people going to be mad that she, cat or is so-called capitalizing off of African culture, African heritage, where other people would still be mad if she showed, like, the bad parts of Africa. So, I'm like, she just can't win either way. But, other than that, I enjoy Black is King. Hopefully, Miss... People was coming for Miss No Name. The people who didn't agree, they was coming for her whole entire life. I'm not going to say what they said because they called her everything but a child of God. So, mm, do with that what you will. But, yes, go watch Black is King, y'all. If y'all if y'all can't watch it on Disney+, Plus, let me know. I'll give y'all my password and stuff. i help y'all out. i help y'all out. But, yes, that's what's going on with Black is King. Our next and final package we have to unwrap is i don't know if y'all heard but netflix is bringing back favorite classic black tv they got the rights to some classic black tv sitcoms now i don't know about y'all but i was so excited when i heard this because you know i'm thinking like they're gonna give us like the basic ones even the basic ones are good i was like you know okay they're gonna give us sister sister they don't give us the parkers i was like okay you know that's fine baby they put one-on-one on here my god i am a fan a true fan of one-on-one that is one of my favorite black tv sitcoms if you don't know one-on-one, what are you doing with your life? What was your childhood like? I don't trust you. One-on-one was that show. But yes, they got the rights to a lot of um, black TV sitcoms. And they made a schedule when everything would be released. So the shows that are coming to Netflix are Moesha, The Game, Sister Sister, Girlfriends, The Parkers, Half and Half, and one One-on-One. Moesha is already out. Miss Moesha came out the gate August 1st. The next um, show that will be, or the next sitcom that will be released this month is The Game. It will be released August 15th. Then Sister Sister, September 1st. Then Girlfriends, September 11th. The Parkers, October 1st. Half and Half, October 15th. And One and One on One on October 15th. So, I'm excited. I'm I'm excited. I've already started watching Moesha. I'm getting all the feels. Like, I be in here singing the theme song loud to the top of my lungs. I'm excited. I'm real, real, real excited, y'all. I cannot wait. It's about time. We've been asking for this. We've told them. I already know. September 11th, the girlfriend's about to jump to the top of the list. September 11th. Like, whatever... 
Y'all know how they do that top 10 on uh, Netflix. Soon as September 11th comes, girlfriend's about to be at the at the top. I'm surprised Moesha is not. Because I know. I know everybody and their mama and their sister and their auntie and their cousins is watching Moesha. Because I am. I'm watching it. But yes, that's what's going on. I'm excited for that, y'all. Let me know if y'all are excited too. I'm really, really excited about that. I can't wait for October 15th. In October, y'all might as well. I'm sorry. If I don't upload, just know I'm watching one-on-one. I know you're like, Big C, one-on-one more important than us? I don't know. I don't know at this point. But, yes, that's all I have for Kiki with CC, y'all. I hope y'all enjoyed it. Um, Don't forget, on Friday, I will be dropping another episode of The Black Review. We still reviewing P-Valley, and you know, we we reviewing a movie too, a work of art too, so come back for that. I hope I see y'all or, you know, catch y'all on a Friday. This has been The Black Box. I'm your girl, Big C, and I'ma see y'all on Friday. Have a great Tuesday, kings and queens. Love y'all.